Lauren Nahira, some ling linguistic aspects. Thank you very much, Tanaka. Um, now, you'll all have a handout. I, I, I hope uh, you'll need it. Um, it consists mainly of what uh, M.A. O'Brien would have called interesting forums, as David Green used to tell us many years ago. Um, and uh, but first of all, I'd like to make some uh, preliminary um, uh, uh, preliminaries. Um, first thing is, I'm using H in the singular. I'm out uh, 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 as, as this was prepared before yesterday. Um, uh, but let's say it'll stand for H's. Okay. So the later the date of an Irish manuscript, the greater is the potential range of dates for the texts contained within it. Thus, in Irish manuscripts written before 900 AD, uh, the only form of them of vernacular we expect to find is Old Irish. Uh, whereas the Book of Ballymote, to take one later example, written at the end of the 14th century, contains copies of texts originally composed in the Old, Middle and Early Modern Irish periods. It has long been accepted that while the majority of texts composed in the Old Irish period survive only in copies in later manuscripts, the primary sources for establishing the grammatical structure of Old Irish must be the texts, mainly glosses, preserved in manuscripts written before 900 AD. By the same token, the grammar of Middle Irish must first be determined from the evidence provided by texts in manuscripts written before 1200 AD. The alternative is the picture of chaos, which prevailed for a long time in discussions of Middle Irish. As James Carney complained in 1983 uh, in an article in Aigsha on the dating of early Irish verse texts, uh, it has been the custom in dealing with early texts to dismiss any deviation from the old Irish standard as, in vertical commas, Middle Irish, thought of as a state of linguistic anarchy where anything could happen. In my chapter on Middle Irish in Stair na uh, which is mentioned on the handout at the end of section A there, uh, which I'll be referring to a few times, uh, I cited some instances of the views uh, Carney objected to. The view of Middle Irish as linguistic chaos has not been helped by the lack of a definitive reference grammar. And a further confusing factor has been the change in definition of the term uh, Middle Irish. The earlier time period envisaged in writings of the 19th, late 19th century, early 20th century was uh, from 1100 AD to 1500, uh, uh, whereas the current definition is circa 900 to circa 1200 AD. As far as I know, uh, this revision dates from the 1920s. Additionally, I should stress that I will be using the term Middle Irish in a purely chronological sense. That is, the language of the period circa 900 to circa 1200 in all its registers. It is not, in my view, helpful to also use the term. So a priori, we can assume the range of linguistic possibilities for texts in any vernacular Middle Irish manuscript to be threefold. That is, a manuscript written uh, in the 11th or 12th centuries, let's say. Uh, any text could be either a reasonably faithful copy of a text composed in the Old Irish period, a copy of a text originally composed in the Old Irish period, uh, but substantially revised in the Middle Irish period, and three, then, a copy of a text composed in the Middle Irish period. An important and complicated task is that of distinguishing these three categories. 
In the case of La Nahira, of course, the problems associated with such categorization is made all the more complicated by the work of a revision and interpolation carried out by hand H. As an example of the work that can be can fruitfully be done on text belonging to category three, that is, text composed uh, originally composed in the Middle Irish period, I cite the recent article by Water Magavelt on Scala Libraotha uh, on the handout there, second last item. Uh, a text uh, entirely in the hand of H. Um, in this paper, he argues that the linguistic evidence points to its, be its being written in the 11th century, uh, possibly in the third quarter. Study of the linguistic aspects of Lever Nehizra uh, can lead in many directions, but here I will have to concentrate on one aspect. It hardly needs stating by me that in the 100 years that have elapsed since Best's paper in Area 6, one of the major questions that has occupied scholars is that of when H was active. And in my talk today, I propose to look at what an examination of the linguistic evidence uh, can contribute to the resolution of this question. If H was significantly later than the main hands of LU, say late 12th century, um, one would expect later linguistic features, which are well attested in the late 12th century um, uh, Book of Leinster, uh, to be found much more frequently in texts written by H than in texts written by M or A, indeed. A separate but related question is whether H modernizes old Irish texts uh, to a greater degree than A or M, or, or does he make uh, greater use of modernized texts? And when I say modernized, I mean Middle Irish. Um, now, I propose to take a twofold approach to this uh, uh, question. Firstly, uh, I will take a number of features in order to compare the language of M on the one hand with that of H on the other. Secondly, in line with the methodological criteria already outlined, I will compare how a number of linguistic innovations are represented or are not uh, in the hands of uh, LU on the one hand and in four Middle Irish manuscripts on the other hand. The principal comparanda uh, are the mid 12th century manuscript Rawlinson B 502 and the late 12th century manuscript The Book of Leinster. In addition, a small number of examples are drawn from the two manuscript copies of the Liber Hymnorum, the Book of Hymns. Now we can turn to the handout uh, for the date of these, these other manuscripts. Uh, firstly, uh, Rawlinson B502, um, regarding the date of, uh, of this manuscript, the first reference there is to M.A. O'Brien. Uh, O'Brien says that it can be dated by the terminal names in the pedigrees. Uh, as he says, particularly those on page 117 to approximately 1120. That is the last uh, uh, mentioned peoples in the uh, persons in the pedigrees. Uh, Brian O'Creeve, the next uh, item, his catalogue of Irish language manuscripts in the Bodleian Library at Oxford. Um, uh, O'Creeve, uh, page 175, uh, states that the evidence of some of the versified king lists uh, points to a date well into the 12th century. Thus, the last king of Cashel listed um, is Cormac McCarthy, uh, who reigned from 1123 to 1138. And the last king of Connacht listed is Tadalbach Hua uh, who reigned from 1106 to 1156. Uh, so the dating of Rawlinson, of course, has been done 
done mainly on the basis of the, the very uh, rich collection of genealogies that uh, the manuscript contains and the last people mentioned in it, uh, last, um, the least people mentioned in it. Finally, the, the last item there, Diemer do Morhu, Ron CB 502, dating the genealogies. Um, uh, he, in pages 319 and 333, dates the genealogies in Rawlinson B502 to circa 1131. So, um, the uh, last king of Cashel, Cormac MacArthur, 1138, uh, uh, he refines that dating to 1131. So we can deal with roughly uh, work with the date of circa 1130 for that uh, manuscript. Um, now, the second manuscript then, the Book of Leinster, uh, is a later manuscript. Um, uh, best uh, cited there in the handout, but the a diplomatic edition of the Book of Leinster uh, regarded it as the work of a single scribe, Isaac Ua Crifton, uh, who, uh, with the manuscript begun after 1151. There are references to events in 1161, 1166, 1189, 1193, and 1201. Uh, and then, according to Best, I ceased writing or died uh, between 12, 1201 and 1224. Uh, second item there under the Book of Leinster, William O'Sullivan uh, notes on the scripts and makeup of the Book of Leinster. Uh, he argued that there were four principal scribes and that the latest part of the core manuscript was written between 1186 and 1189. Um, again, I think we can work with a date of the late 12th century for the Book of Leinster. Uh, the dating of the Liber Humnorum then, Styron uh, uh, you notice I mentioned four manuscripts. There are two manuscript copies of the Liber Humnorum, Styron uh, page 222. And the handout there, um, this is from uh, Francoise Henri, uh, Irish art in the Roman um, uh, Romanesque period, uh, and uh, in that article she, um, oh, sorry, that, that book, uh, she dates the two co uh, copies as on the handout uh, I cited there. Uh, the first one is um, the, uh, the the first manuscript is T that is in uh, Trinity College Dublin, and the second one is F which is in the Franciscan collection, uh, which is now in uh, UCD. Uh, the evidence, as she says. Uh, the evidence from the decoration uh, uh, point, uh, from the decoration point of view, confirms the linguistic data, and allows us to uh, date the Trinity volume to the second half of the 11th century, the Kalani one to the early 11th century. Um, and uh, then, uh, as for the relationship between the two copies, I, uh, I cite the comments in Henri and uh, Marsh Micheli. Uh, mentioned there in the handout, uh, Century of Irish Illuminations in the Proceedings of the Royal Irish Academy, uh, 1962. Uh, so these two books, closely related in their text, seem, as far as their decoration is concerned, to be due to two different hands and to artists with slightly different backgrounds, though possibly members of the same scriptorium at an interval of two or three decades. Now, for the purposes of the present paper, the most important linguistic features are the innovatory forms. Although I will make some comments on the preservation of older forms, it is on the innovations that I will concentrate. So now I'd like to move to item B on the handout, which is the text, Imruf Khorik Maildun, the voyage of the, the boat of Maildun. Um, this is an edited critical edition by A.G. Van Hamel and Imrufa. Um, the Medieval and Modern Irish series, reprinted 2004. As you can see there, um, uh, Hans Oskamp, The Voyage of Maldon, 
um, is a study of the tale and a, uh, an edition of the, uh, the copy in the Yellow Book of Leinster uh, with variant readings from the, the, the other manuscripts. And uh, then the important article by Van Hamel in Acute Celtic, Volume 3, on the text of Imre Kodak Maledun, which I'll be uh, referring to. Now, the, uh, the LU copy of this uh, extends from uh, the bottom of page 22A to uh, the end of 26, um, um, uh, page 26, column B. Uh, there are other copies in the Yellow Book of Lecan, that's YBL, in those variant readings there, uh, and Harley and 5280, uh, Harl, simply. Um, th there's a fragmentary copy also in Edgerton 1782, but we can, we can leave this out of account here. Um, the most obvious, immediately obvious difference between um, now this is a text Imre Korik Maila Dun as we have it in the copy in Laurnahida. Uh, it is a text which I believe shows the characteristics of text of categories one that I uh, listed earlier. That is a text composed in the Old Irish period, and uh, of category two, a text revised in the Middle Irish period. Now. When you look at the the, uh, the copies in YBL uh, and Harleian, uh, the most obvious difference between those and the copy in LU is that the latter two, the, the later ones, YBL and Harleian, uh, contain both prose and uh, verse versions of the tale. Each section of the prose, so it's, uh, it alternates between prose. You have a, uh, a section in prose, then uh, that is reiterated uh, in, in verse form, and then moves on to the next section, where it's all it's all prose in the um, uh, uh copy. Um, uh, the that comes out most clearly in the edition uh, uh, provided by uh, by uh, um, Oskamp uh, from the Yellow Book of Lagan. Uh, Van Hamel's edition in Imerva, he prints the prose uh, well, based on the, the, the version in the Book of Leinster. And he prints the verse ver version as a separate uh, text. Now, uh, the opening, which takes up the last few lines of page 22a, is in the hand of H. Uh, this is followed by a substantial section in the hand of M, that is 22b to 24b. Um, there's a leaf lost in the middle of it. And this, is turn in turn, is followed by a substantial section in the hand of H, that's 25a to 26b, um, where the text breaks off due to loss of leaves. Um, so uh, roughly slightly more than half of the text is in the hand of M. Uh, the opening lines do not agree with the version in the, the later YBL Harleian. Uh, uh, so it must be the same as the, uh, the original version that LUM used, according to Van Hamel, uh, the, the article in Etude Celtic, page 9. Now, the important point is Van Hamel shows that the, uh, that the, the H part of it, the second bit, half of it, Roughly. Um, the second half of it, that is in the hand of H, in general goes with the copy of uh, in YBL and Harleian. Right? Uh, on, the other, um, on the other hand, Van Hamel shows uh, a, and gives a long list of cases on pages 16 to 20 of the article. So it's a very substantial list of uh, cases where the YBL and Harleian version, because they, they have the whole text, right? uh, M has the beginning of the text, H has a fair bit towards the end of the text. Um, that the, the bit where, where you where the bit of the text that's in the hand of M, um, when you compare that with YBL and Harleian, there are significant differences. Right? Uh, whereas the bit in H is very close to the uh, text in YBL and Harleian. 
so it gives a long list of the modernizations. So these, some examples of these are on the, the handout um, there, section 1B. Uh, so you have LUM, uh, the first one, at Dech, the house, so that, that's the neuter article, whereas on Tech, uh, the re replacement of the, the, the later uh, masculine form of the article in YBL and Harlem. Our first gets out of Witnip on the four pillars, right, um, which, which has got the you know, feminine form of the numeral, data plural endings, whereas uh, YBL and Har Harlem have four gets out of Witnip. Uh, with the masculine form of generalization, masculine form of the numeral, and it's not inflected for uh, case. Uh, the next one is a very nice one. Koma Arangardish Gorta Agus Iapis Dir Nohotla. It is uh, uh, equally that the apples used to um, uh, prevent um, uh, thirst and hunger from them. Uh, uh, sorry, hunger and thirst uh, from them. Keep away hunger and thirst for them, from them. Uh, so you have that very nice uh, um, relative form there, ara uh, and with the you know, disyllabic form of the, the uh, pre-verb ar becoming ara and nasalization, the perfect uh, old Irish form, uh, completely um, uh, um, uh, rewritten in the Harleian and YBL, or longer than less got the achieved the. Dispelling of, uh, of hunger and thirst from them. Arikurder, um, they perished, replaced by Padnagdar, they came to an end. Loshkte burns him, right, with a nice suffix pronoun, uh, in M, uh, replaced by Nolosk in YBL or Nostlosk, right, so with an infix pronoun. Imadar uh, 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 in which the white ones were, uh, so the non augmented uh, uh, past tense of, uh, of father, right, whereas the YBL and uh, Harlan have Ravada Nefinna, uh, in which the white ones were. B. German, Irsidokan. So, German, after then, uh, struck a, um, a, uh, a stick uh, against his sword. Right? So, that's a nice old Irish uh, third person singular pressure of Bennett strikes. Right? So, that's a you know, diagnostic old Irish form. The YBL and Harlan have replaced this with Benlish, right? struck. And, uh, and so now there's a long, much longer list than that. Um, um, the uh, the section then uh, differs. Um, uh, therefore, right, the um, uh, the YBL because of these differences between M right and the version YBL Harlan, the YBL Harlan version as a whole is not copied directly or indirectly from LU. So the first conclusion is M is different, differs significantly from the later YBL and Harleian. Two, the, the YBL Harleian as a whole, the whole text then is not copied from the uh, directly or indirectly from LU. And then three, the section of the text in LUH must have drawn uh, on a version different to that used by LUM. This is a logical conclusion. And it is in this version that the bulk of the modernization was done. Um, at the same time, so it's not H uh, because H corresponds so closely, but it's H, uh, it, it's the source of H where the bulk of the modernization was done. At the same time, comparison with YBL and Harley shows that from time to time, H introduced linguistic innovations. So these are uh, items two and three on under B. Um, uh, LUH there, not not you know, treating uh, as a um, uh, Simple verb, whereas the other ones, like the YBL and Harry, dot into the 
Ka instead of Kia in the other two manuscripts. That's an innovation. At Heathishe, with the UC, which you see, which is the old absolute ending extended to the conjunct functioning for the conjunct for the other manuscripts, have the old conjunct ending in the second person plural. Sometimes YBL keeps the Sorry, sometimes YBL will innovate, right? So uh, H will still have at law their day, right? The neuter article where I'm so with Harlan, but uh, on law and YBL. Asperid ship, which, uh, which you say second person plural. Asperid in Harlan, which again has the, um, the without the note, Augans, and then Asperid in YBL. Right? Um, then you have uh, agreement between all three, the, uh, the uh, okay, slight variation in the form of the infix pronoun. But the point here is the ending, the new uh, uh, conjunct ending, and you know, they, uh, he eats it, right? Must is an eat. And um, okay, right. So uh, th I think this is important to show that uh, this is at least one tangible case where you can show that the modernization that H was drawing on a text, which was H was not the the, uh, the modernizer of the uh, of the text, it was done in the source. Um, in addition, then, these have all been cited by, by, by Van Hamel, but in addition to the examples cited by Van Hamel, we can look at a number of the features exemplified from another perspective, namely the way in which they, uh, they are treated in the parts of the text written by M and H, respectively. Uh, so handout B5, for example, the preservation of the neuter gender. Right? I'll first give a uh, you know, uh, nice few examples there in the, the section written in M. Right? You have Isamuel into the sea. Ashley, Frisch Ashley, and so left netha with nasalization, Ashley and Novada, the brazen net. But Page also preserves, doesn't eliminate the neuter entirely. You have at law the following day, if moed nal, with the neuter form of the pronominal meaning other. And then the asterisk one does show an innovative form, Page would sometimes. But H does not consistently eliminate. The non-augmented preterite. I give examples there on page two. Uh, uh, first of all, with s preterite verbs, that is forms without ra, right? Uh, which again is a characteristic old Irish. Alsish irib he grew then. Suchtish maldoon irib maldoon became became silent. Flanish uh, um, cleaned, etc. These are all the first group. Seven examples from in the hand of M. Uh, seven examples in the hand, in the section in the hand of H. Um, and remember again that M is got slightly. Slightly more text in M than in, uh, than in H. So again, um, the the after that, then the other examples are again non-augmented pressures of other forms of verbs, that is, strong verbs or compound verbs, uh, all non-augmented. And again, there isn't um, um, the this shows that we cannot speak of H as being any more a modernization modernizer of the forms he found before him than M. There's quite a good deal of preservation of these these, these forms here in the hand of H. Another feature that we can look at in, look, in looking for differences between M and H is the loss of the vowel of Roch after proclitics. Uh, in this case, I'll look at the copy of uh, Fleds Rickon, uh, 17 manuscripts of column, uh, manuscript columns of which are in the hand of M and 10 manuscript columns in the hand of H. Uh, there happen to be no examples of Dara or Dira uh, in this text, so we'll just look at Nira becoming Nir right, uh, and Kora becoming Kor. The older forms, Nira and Kara, are eventually replaced, you can see that happening over time, by Nir and Kara forms, that they about. And as this is a slight and not very consequential difference in a prose text, it's not going to, in, 
A metrical text, of course, it'll uh, offset the syllable count, but in a prose text, it is a slight and inconsequential difference. One might expect a noticeable difference in their respective frequency if the two manuscripts were separated by a significant period of time. So there, item C in the handout, uh, Nira, I've given the, the examples from, uh, from, uh, from uh, M first and then H. So uh, M has three instances of Nira, the older form, H is only one. Right? But on the other hand, M has five examples of Nir, the innovatory form, as against only two in H. Uh, and again, in the case of Kora, M has only one example, that is, of the older form, whereas H has seven examples of the older form. Uh, and M and H have one example each of Kor, uh, the innovatory form. And H has one example then of Konar, uh, um, uh, that is, you know, two examples of the loss of H in, uh, in H, uh, loss of O in H. Um, and um, uh, yeah, right. So again, here again, H is certainly no less uh, uh, conservative than M. Now, the next stage then is what I want to, uh, to look at is the comparison of LU with other uh, Middle Irish manuscripts, the, the four manuscripts that I mentioned here. Essentially, of course, we'll be looking at uh, the Book of Leinster and Rawlinson B 502. Uh, on the handout there, I've left the examples from LL are unmarked. Right? Uh, those from LU are put in bold type to highlight them. Right? Uh, the, the references, all those LU uh, references there with the H and as distinguished in brackets H or M. Um, I haven't you know, taken any of the examples from, uh, from A, I think, for present purposes, comparison between M and H will suffice. Um, so, uh, the, uh, and the, uh, those from Rawlinson B502 and LH, which are a smaller number, um, uh, they are marked by underlining. So the underlined forms in these uh, are from uh, either Rawlinson B502 or uh, the uh, Lieber in Now, uh, if we look at, I've taken a number of uh, um, um, uh, grammatical features. Uh, first of all is the introduction of the independent pronoun as the subject, um, uh, sorry, as the object of a verb. Now, the first thing we can say about this is uh, that there are no examples in the 10th century text of the Naram. Um, so it's you know, something that comes in in the 11th century that first begins to be attested in the 11th century. And we have two different things to be distinguished with the passive, which is the first set of examples in D1 there, the use of the, um, uh, the independent pronoun, if I am killed. Right? Um, uh, in old Irish, that would be expressed by an infix pronoun, dianlam marfa, if I uh, if I be killed. Uh, so the use then of mishet there as an independent pronoun as the subject of the uh, the or subject or object of the passive uh, one. And the second one then is section two there in D. It's the object of uh, active verbs as forgive us of mishet son. You will find me here right? with mishet. Um, uh, uh, the independent pronoun marking the object of the verb. Again, in earlier Middle Irish, uh, that would be from Gieva uh, with an infix pronoun. Okay, and plenty of examples. Now, you can see there, I'm not going to read out all of these examples. It is visually obvious right, that the vast majority of the, um, uh, um, uh, the exa uh, examples are from uh, the, uh, the Book of Leinster. Now, the examples I have there on the handout are taken from the chapter on Middle Irish in Stairnagoilga, and they're augmented with further examples which I've uh, collected in the meantime uh, for purposes of producing a more comprehensive a grammar of Middle Irish, 
uh, on which I have been working for several years now. Okay, so uh, you can see clearly there the, the, um, the uh, there are slightly more examples in LU, if you look at the, uh, the LU examples, uh, uh, than there are in, in M, but they're still, it's not unrepresented in M, this is the important thing. Um, you get them also, the underlined ones there on page, um, uh, on page two, the underlined one there uh, with the, as the uh, object of a, a passive, uh, there's one example in the in Rawlinson, which is an earlier uh, 12th century manuscript. And then um, on page three, right, um, you have uh, the two examples there from LH in the middle of the page. Uh, the first one uh, there is, uh, is from uh, the Trinity manuscript, the earlier one, and this, uh, the second one is from the, um, uh, the uh, Franciscan manuscript. And so it's attested. Okay, sporadically attested uh, in the Liberum Norum, which may be roughly contemporaneous with the Lord Mahir at least then. But again, the vast majority of the examples are from the late 12th century uh, Book of Leinster. Uh, even in the mixed type uh, number three, um, which is the, the, this is the mixed type where you get both impix pronoun and uh, uh, independent pronoun to mark the object, uh, subject of an interesting article by uh, Anders Alquist in H16. The position of pronouns in Irish. Even there, uh, the, uh, there's no great frequency in LU. So the, the, the idea is that you first went through the stage of infix pronouns, then infix pronouns with independent pronouns, and then independent pronouns alone. When we come to the, um, the uh, uh, subject pronoun, which, um, uh, which is item number four, the bottom of page three, it's even more striking uh, difference. Uh, the vast majority of the uh, examples are from texts in the Book of Leinster. There are three examples from the uh, earlier manuscripts. Um, uh, Rawlinson B502, which has one example, and the Liberum Norm has two. And again, one in the Trinity uh, manuscript and one in the Franciscan manuscript. Um, this has been commented on a long time ago by David Green in his article on the analytic forms of the verb in Irish, that um, uh, he had noted that the, uh, it should further be noted that although the interpolator H offers many further examples of the object pronoun, uh, in no case does he use the independent pronoun as the subject of a verb other than the copula, while as it will be seen below, LL, the Book of Leinster, does. This would suggest to me that the placing of H in the 13th century is scarcely justified. Yeah, I think even you know, the late 12th, late 12th century is scarcely uh, justified. That is a very, very striking feature, right, and a very important uh, uh, feature. It's not an M, it's not a single example in H, but there's a substantial number of examples in the late 12th century Book uh, of Leinster. Okay, item number, uh, section E there on the last page of the handout, um, is, uh, this is what a feature of nominal uh, morphology, namely the spread of the plural uh, formation, the uh, EDA, uh, the DA ending, uh, which appears as EDA or ADA. Um, it's a, a nominal morphology then, uh, a new distinctive plural form uh, in Middle Irish, um, uh, which spread to the uh, IO and IA stems, uh, words such as in Old Irish, Kele, uh, uh, plural Kele, because of the, the loss of distinction in final unstressed short vowels, they both became indistinguishable in pronunciation. So they, there was systematic pressure for a new distinctive ending, which was taken over from the um, uh, dental stems. And again, the hand dash. Uh, there's, uh, there's 
just one single example from LU of the nominative plural in ED in, in EDA, that's Trochter EDA, uh, from Scala Livrotha, the first example there, nominative plural uh, commentators. Uh, there's one example, the underlined one from Rawlinson, right? and you have to read that as Cora Osset and Nochela until their beards uh, uh, grow. Um, again, uh, uh, this is an early child sign, but one. Um, uh, and there's one example of the genital plural uh, from LUH, right? All the rest of the examples are taken from the Book of Leinster. Again, this is a, uh, uh, I think, a very significant um, feature. I've given there under F, uh, as there's not very much I can say uh, about that, but I did you know, collect some examples uh, in orthography. There's not really, uh, we just reiterate the point that has been made a number of times before, that there are no examples in the, of the use of um, uh, MH, DH, BH, or GH to indicate the initial of those consonants in, uh, in, in LU. That's a, a well-known uh, fact. Uh, when you look at things like BDG for the sounds instead of the earlier uh, system of the CPT, um, they, they do not show any great deviation between LU and LL, nor indeed there isn't any great deviation between M and H in LU itself. The total number is very small, and so, such spellings are simply sporadic. Uh, you can't do very, uh, very much there. But I think in the area of phonology, we can see a, a contrast again. Uh, the confusion of the, the first one there is uh, you know, uh, uh, item number two under F, F2. The confusion of lenited G and D uh, uh, is a development which is first attested in the Middle Irish period and generally gradually becomes generalised. I give examples of the handout uh, based again on the collection and start, start in the grade with additions. Um, uh, so again, uh, if you look at the examples there in two, um, uh, let's look at the ones in bold. Right? Uh, you have the first one there, Bunsai, uh, but spelled with a D, D instead of a G in the hand of M, Avolai uh, in the hand of M, and then Aiche um, in the hand of H. So actually, M is more innovator in this one than H is. Right? Um, the rest of the examples are from um, uh, either Rawlinson B5, B502 or the Book of Leinster, and I've got thrown in one example from the Islands of, uh, of English Holland. So this, again, is a significant difference, I think, between um, the, um, the late 12th century Book of Leinster and even the earlier 12th century Rawlinson B502. And uh, again, um, the, um, the contrast, there's no great contrast between M and H there. I know that M is uh, more innovatory. There's one place where M is more innovatory than, um, well, sorry, they're, they're equal. Right? You have two examples from M and two examples from H, right? so they're, they're, they're the same. Um, the final thing I, I just mentioned by, by way of passing, it's a, uh, a feature that I would have an explanation for, it. but I think it's of a different order, but it's worth noting, uh, is the substitution of lenited B for lenited D. Now this, uh, you get this in, in, uh, in suppose, sporadically in modern dialects, such as the word which is traditionally spelled G-U-I-D-H-E, is in certain dialects in Connacht pronounced Gwyfia. Uh, the word for ivy, which is uh, traditionally spelled E-I-D-H-E-A-N-N, -E is pronounced in some dialects pronounced Evan. Right? Uh, the place named Glass and Evan, the suburbs of Dublin, is, uh, is originally N-A-O-I-D-H-E-A-N, something even, and so on. But sporadic. Um, on the other hand, these these uh, um, would, uh, in Starnagoyga anyway, characterise this as a dialect feature. Uh, because it is uh, a feature that is not generalised later. Now, it may be 
uh, a feature of the dialect that has since you know, died out. Right? Um, and we mean the vast majority of the examples of this are from uh, the Book of Leinster, right? or sorry, the Lorna Hira, um, which has um, uh, six examples. And the rest, the other uh, uh, principal representative is, is Robinson B. 502, which is five examples. Uh, there are only three examples in the Book of, uh, in the book of Leinster. Uh, and the other po important point is that the feature is fairly evenly distributed between M and H. M has three examples of it, and H has three examples of it. So, um, well, H or H's. Um, if it is, if I'm right that it is a government discussion hypothetical, it is, they do share, M and H share the same uh, dialect uh, feature, if it is. Right. Okay, so we've come to the end of our interesting forums. Uh, so, uh, I think, in conclusion, I can say that the, the evidence that I've presented here today points very strongly to the conclusion that H is not to be dated much later than A or M. On the one hand, there is no, great, no significant difference in the attestation of innovator Middle Irish forms in the three hands of LU. On the other hand, there is a very significant difference between the appearance of innovations in Laur Nahira as a whole and of innovations in the Book of Leinster from the late um, um, 12th century. There's also an appreciable, if not so marked, uh, difference in the level of attestation of innovatory Middle Irish forms between Leverne the Hidra and Rawlinson B502, which could be reasonably dated to circa uh, 1130. This then brings us to the conclusion that the linguistic evidence indicates a date somewhere within the relatively short range of circa 11, uh, 1106, or perhaps, I mean, you don't have to begin with the death of the world, and 1130 for H. Thank you very much.